the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a ring of truth that is unmistakable Knowing that you cannot find them all And if you listen carefully And sometimes even if you don't You can hear that sound Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Ring of Truth with our pastor and teacher, Dan Sexton, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Please join Pastor Dan as he teaches through God's Word. I want to meet with you, but I want to meet with you out in the wilderness. I want to, I want to try it again. I want to give you a do-over. And I'm going to take you out into the wilderness again so that you can learn to trust me as your shepherd. And that's what he does. By his grace and in his love, if, if we don't get it the first time, he'll take us out there again another time in the future. A second time, or a third time, or a tenth time, so that we can learn to trust him. The amount of patience in which God displays towards Israel should be one of the most encouraging factors in our faith as believers. Contrary to the false teaching that God replaced Israel with the church, God is still patiently dealing with His chosen people. In today's message, Pastor Dan reflects on how God repeatedly gives us the opportunity to trust Him more and more in our walk. In his study, you'll learn that one of the more common ways he does this is by bringing us to a place of struggle and hardship. And now, open your Bibles to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8 as we join Pastor Dan for today's edition of Ring of Truth. God takes us into the seasons of the wilderness, out into the wilderness experience to humble us. So we stop trusting in ourselves, we stop trusting in our resources, our own intelligence, our own abilities or connections or whatever. And he strips all of that stuff away to humble us and to test us and, and to show us what's really in our heart and how little faith we actually have. And how easily we get in the flesh. How easily we get in the flesh. How easily we get frustrated and angry and ticked off. Verse 3 says, So he humbled you, he allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna which, did, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that, here's why, he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone. But man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. That's their lesson in the wilderness. That God will provide for me. God will provide bread. Look at verse 4. Your garments did not wear out on you, nor did your foot swell these 40 years. You should know in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord your God chastens you to train you. Therefore, you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. 
God sustained you. He provided for you. Your garments didn't run out. You had food to eat. And it was all the Lord. It was all the Lord's doing for you. Uh, In the Psalms, you don't have to turn there, but in the Psalms, Psalm 78, if you're taking notes, uh, Psalm 78, verse 52. But he, God, made his own people go forth like sheep, and he guided them in the wilderness like a flock. God guided Israel like a flock of sheep. In the wilderness, God was a shepherd to them. And they learned that God was their shepherd, the Lord was their shepherd in the desert. That's where you learn it. That's where you learn it. You can't, you can't learn it when you have everything and you lack for nothing. It's only when God puts you in a situation where you've got nothing except Him that you learn He's my shepherd, He provides. He, he provides the money for the bills. He provides the money for the mortgage. He, he keeps the car running. The car doesn't wear out. All that stuff. Like he, He's doing it. It's His work. He's the Good Shepherd. And if you're familiar with the story of Israel, you know that Israel uh, is described as stiff-necked and that they rebelled against God in the wilderness. They, they, didn't, they didn't learn the lesson. They, they failed. Uh, again, in Psalm 78, verse 17, but they sinned even more against him by rebelling against the Most High in the wilderness. Uh, in chapter, uh, verse 40 of Psalm 78, how often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yes, again and again, they tempted God and they limited the Holy One of Israel. They, they just wouldn't trust him. They just wouldn't trust the way he was doing it. And so they rebelled, and they kept rebelling and rebelling, and they never, ever learned the lesson. They failed. They failed the lesson of the wilderness. So now, go back to Isaiah chapter 40. And what does God do now? After they've gone into captivity... And they come back from the captivity. And what does God say to them in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3? He calls to them, but where does he call to them from? The wilderness. The wilderness. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. God wants to meet with them, but where does he want to meet with them? In the wilderness. In the desert. Now, now listen, don't, don't miss this. Listen, listen. They failed the first time. They didn't learn to trust him the first time. So now what does he do? He takes them back out into the wilderness again. That's the grace of God. He takes them back out. He gives them a second chance to learn to trust him as their shepherd in the wilderness. He gives them a do-over. Do you guys remember a do-over when you played sports as a kid? And if you just totally messed up, you could call do-over. And you got to play the play again. And God is giving them a do-over here. They, they blew it when they came out in the Exodus. They never learned that lesson. They never fully trusted Him. And so now that they've, when they come out of the captivity, now He's going to say to them, 
I want to meet with you, but I want to meet with you out in the wilderness. I want to, I want to try it again. I want to give you a do-over. And I'm going to take you out into the wilderness again so that you can learn to trust me as your shepherd. And that's what he does. By his grace and in his love, if, if we don't get it the first time, he'll take us out there again another time in the future. A second time or a third time or a tenth time so that we can learn to trust Him, so that we can come to know Him as our Good Shepherd. Now, I want to show you a couple more passages. Turn with me to Hosea chapter 2. Now, in the book of Hosea, God describes Israel as an unfaithful wife. As an unfaithful wife. So Hosea chapter 2, the Lord says of Israel... I will punish her for the days of the Baals to which she burned incense because she turned to idols and she began to worship idols. She forsook the Lord God, Yahweh, who was her husband, and turned to these other gods. She decked herself with earrings and jewelry as an act of worship and went after her lovers, these other gods. But me... She forgot, says the Lord, says Jehovah. So he says in verse 13, I'm going to punish her because she's been unfaithful to me. But then look what he says in verse 14. Therefore, behold, I will allure her and I will bring her into where? The wilderness. After she's been unfaithful to me. I'm going to take her out into the wilderness. I'm going to take her out into the desert. This is his plan. And look what it says. And I'm going to speak comfort to her. That's the same thing that God said in Isaiah 40. Speak comfort to Jerusalem. Speak tenderly to her. My wife's been unfaithful to me. Israel's been unfaithful to me. They've gone after these other gods. And yes, there's going to be a chastening for that. But then after that... I'm I'm going to win her back. How am I going to win her back? I'm going to take her out in the wilderness and I'm going to speak tenderly to her heart. I'm going to speak to her heart. Verse 15, I will give her her vineyards from there, from there, from the wilderness. I'm going to give back her vineyards and the valley of Achor as a door of hope. She shall sing where? There, in the wilderness. She's going to sing in the wilderness. As in the days of her youth, as in the day when she came up from the land of Egypt, she's giving a do-over here. It's a do-over. They didn't get it right the first time, so he's going to take her back out in the wilderness and speak tenderly to her heart and allure her, win her over. And she's going to sing this time. She's going to be filled with joy. And look at verse 16. And it shall be in that day when I have her out in the wilderness and I win her heart back, says the Lord, that you will call me my husband and no longer call me my master. The Lord's going to take her back out in the wilderness, back out in the desert, so she can, she can learn to trust him as her husband and not her master 
not as a servant of, of Jehovah, but as the wife, the bride of Jehovah. When we get to the New Testament, where is John the Baptist? In the wilderness. The New Testament begins in the wilderness with John the Baptist once again calling Israel out to the wilderness and calling them to repent. Because they didn't get it right the first time and they didn't get it right the second time and you get to the New Testament and once again, God is saying, come out to the wilderness and repent. He's out in the wilderness of Judea. God is giving them another do-over in the New Testament. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. We'll have more from this message in a moment. But first, we'd like to tell you about an exciting resource available this Christmas season. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you more. Christmas can be a very busy time of year for most of us, and in our busyness, we can forget the reason for the season, Jesus Christ. So my wife, Cameron, wrote a wonderful daily devotional called 31 Days of December. This simple devotional is written for women and is designed to help you keep Jesus at the center of your Christmas season. We would be happy to mail you a copy as our thank you for your investment of any amount in this daily radio ministry. To receive your copy of 31 Days of December, visit our website at calvaryec.com and click on Give. Now let's finish today's message. When you get to the end of the New Testament, in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 12, remember the woman in the story in Revelation chapter 12? What does it say during the tribulation? Where does she go for refuge? The wilderness. Speaking of Israel, at the end in the tribulation, Israel will once again go out into the wilderness, it says, to a place that God has prepared for her. Once again, he's going to go out into the wilderness and try to win her heart again one last time in the wilderness. This time, it's going to work. And they're finally going to trust him. They're finally going to believe in him. They're finally going to put their hope in him out in the wilderness where they're going to learn to trust him during the tribulation period. In Jesus' ministry, after his baptism, it says he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. He goes out into the wilderness and he's there for 40 days. And listen, just as uh, Israel, after the Exodus, they go out into the wilderness and they immediately start complaining. They get three days into it and they're belly aching that they're out of water and they're angry and they're frustrated, right? And they're irritated. What are we going to drink? You brought us out here to die. Jesus goes out into the wilderness He's out in the wilderness for 40 days. It says in Matthew's gospel, he became hungry, but he never complains. He's trusting the Father. He's trusting the Father. Where Israel failed in the wilderness, Jesus succeeds in the wilderness. He gets it right. And I want, I want to just show you, uh, turn with me to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. If you remember the story, he's out in the wilderness and the devil comes and tempts him or tests him. And there are three examples given to us in Matthew chapter 
4. And with, with each test, here's the deal, with each test, Jesus responds with Scripture from Deuteronomy. And with each Scripture that Jesus quoted from Deuteronomy, each of those Scriptures are from a time when Israel failed to trust God when they were in the wilderness. So they failed, and he is going back, and he's getting it right for them. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, he quotes, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Uh, We just read that. We just read that verse back in Deuteronomy. If you remember, the children of Israel complained about not having any food in the wilderness. And in contrast to that, Jesus says, no, I'm I'm not going to live by bread. I'm going to live by the word of God. I'm going to listen to his commands. I'm going to trust him. He gets it right. Uh, In verse 7, Jesus said to the devil, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. That's from Deuteronomy 6, verse 16. Now listen, the whole verse reads, you shall not tempt the Lord your God as you tempted him at Massa. Uh, Massa is one of the places where Israel complained about not having water to drink in Exodus 17. And remember, God told Moses to strike the rock. He struck the rock and water came out of the rock and God provided water for them. It's a time when they failed to trust the Lord. And Jesus quotes that same verse because he's getting it right. Uh, Down in verse 10. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. This is again from Deuteronomy chapter 6. This is in reference to when the children of Israel made a golden calf in the wilderness, and they worshipped the golden calf. When Moses was up on Mount Sinai receiving the law from God, and they began to worship another god. Where Israel failed, Jesus succeeded. Where Israel failed in the wilderness, Jesus succeeded in the wilderness. He trusted the Father. He obeyed the Father. He believed the Father would provide for him. Uh, In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8, it says that Jesus, though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. He learned obedience. That's kind of a Strange thing to think about of Jesus learning obedience, but it says that he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. The children of Israel failed to learn obedience by the things that they suffered. They rebelled. Jesus learned obedience, submitting to the will of the Father as the good shepherd. When I need water, he's going to provide water. When I need food, he's going to provide food. When I need the money to pay the electric bill, he's going to provide the money to pay the electric bill. I'm not going to get angry and frustrated. I'm not going to shake my fist at him. I'm just going to trust the Lord in the wilderness. Now, real quick, go back to Isaiah 40. And just, just one, a couple more things about this whole wilderness experience. Verse 4, every valley in the wilderness, again, think desert, think mountains, rocks, difficult terrain, hot, 
harsh conditions, jagged rocks. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill will be brought low. The crooked places, that that word crooked places there, it means uh, steep places or difficult places that are deceiving. You ever been hiking? And you think, you know, well, we can do this. We, we can be back. I did a hike with my kids a couple weeks ago, and it was, it was an eight-mile hike. Uh, and I, I don't remember what I thought we were, amount of time we were going to take to do it, but man, it was like triple what I thought. And we were gone half the day doing this thing, right? It, I was deceived by the ease of the trail. Well, that, that's kind of the word here, where the, the trail is deceiving. It looks easy, but man, you get into the middle of it, and it's, you're too far into it to go back. You've got to finish. He's going to make those crooked places straight and the rough places smooth. The, you know, the Judean desert, the whole thing's rough. It's all big rocks. And this is, this is talking about, ultimately, when Christ returns to rule and reign upon the earth. And what is, he, what is it saying here? He's going to remove all the difficulties. He's going to remove all the trials, all the hard stuff. Then, not now. Now we got to go down through the valley of the shadow of death. Now we got to go through that rough terrain. Now we got to just be out there under the scorching heat. It's not easy now. It's hard. It's hard in the in the wilderness. Then it'll be easy because he's going to he's going to get rid of the valleys, he's going to lower the mountains, he's going to make all the rough places smooth. Then it's going to be easy peasy hiking, but not now. So, one last verse, and then we'll finish up. Psalm 18. You can just listen. You don't have to turn there. Psalm 18. David is writing this psalm, and David writes this psalm when he is, when he is out in the Judean wilderness. He's out in the same wilderness. And it's a very, very famous verse. Psalm 18, verse 33. What does he say? He says, He makes my feet like the feet of deer. And he sets me on high places. You know, down there in the Judean wilderness, they have these deer that are called ibex. Uh, and you see them all up in the, in the mountains and all of the rocks. And you'll see these little ibex hopping from ledge to ledge. You know, and there's just this little crevice or this little rock sticking out. And they can go from rock to rock way up on the mountainside. You see them just hopping along with ease. And here is David when he's running from Saul and fleeing for his life. And he's trying to you know, navigate through that desert and go over those mountains and through those valleys and over those rough places. And it's difficult traveling for him. And what does he say? He makes my feet like deer's feet. He, he helps me get through the wilderness. He helps me get through the valleys and the mountains and the rough places. You know, so often when we go through a trial, our prayer is, Lord, get me out of this trial. Get me out of this wilderness. David's prayer is, give me feet like the ibex. Give me feet like the deer. So I can navigate the wilderness successfully. The wilderness is hard. It's frustrating. It's irritating. It's lonely. But that's where we learn to obey the Lord and we learn that He is our good shepherd who cares for us 
and provides for us. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. We're so glad you joined us today for Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If you missed any part of this message or would like to hear additional teachings from this series, they're available to you for free at calvaryec.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. That way you will have access to each message as soon as it's made available online. That website again is calvaryec.com. If you live in the Baltimore, Washington area, we'd love for you to worship with us this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. Calvary Chapel is located in Columbia, Maryland, only minutes from Route 95, Route 29, or Route 100. For more information on what you can expect when you visit, go to calvaryec.com or give us a call. We can be reached at 410-491-4592. Again, that phone number is 410-491-4592. We look forward to you joining us as our guests, and please... Take a moment to introduce yourself to Pastor Dan after the service and let him know you listen to Ring of Truth. With that, our time with you has come to an end today on Ring of Truth. Join Pastor Dan next time for more from this verse-by-verse, chapter-by-chapter study of the book of Isaiah, right here on Ring of Truth.